both my parents had black hair and I have three siblings and they all had black hair. I, however, was born blonde. So in all of the family pictures, there's clearly a difference. Hello, you are listening to NPE Stories. This is a podcast where NPEs can share their story. I'm your host, Lily. NPE is a term that stands for Not Parent Expected or Non-Paternity Event. This means one or more of our parents are not who we believe them to be. NPE Stories is a podcast where NPEs can share their story of what their original family was like, how they found out they were an NPE, and what their journey has been like since the day they found out. And now, let's welcome Julie. Welcome to Episode 2, where our second NPE to share their story is Julie. Hi, Julie. Hi, Lily. How are you? Good. Thank you so much for being willing to share your NPE journey with us. Absolutely. This is a safe space, and we really appreciate you sharing. So if you don't mind, tell us how this all started. Tell us a little bit about your childhood. Well, growing up, I had a pretty normal childhood. Uh, We lived in a very small town in Iowa where everyone pretty much knew each other. And I have always felt that I was different from my family. Um, Both my parents had black hair, and I have three siblings, and they all had black hair. I, however, was born blonde. So in all of the family pictures, there's clearly a difference. You had three siblings, all with black hair? Yes, and I had blonde from the time I was born. But, you know, it never occurred to me that I was not my dad's child. I guess back then you, you know, just didn't really hear stories like this. So it didn't cross my mind. Yeah, you never suspected this. Right. So I guess you could say um, growing up, I was a strong-willed child. Um, At the age of 13 or 14, I began to feel different than the rest of my siblings. There was sort of a disconnect, if you will, that I could never really explain and I never really understood. Um, It grew worse as time went on. And by the time I was 18, I was pretty much ready to get out of the house and never look back. From the age of 18 to now, at 57, I have had an extremely arduous relationship with my parents. I sometimes will go five to seven years without any contact with them or my siblings at all for one reason or another. And I've always said that the relationship that I had and have with my parents has made me a better mom to my two children. Yes. So I'm, I'm thankful for that. Um, it wasn't until I was around 24 or 25 that I began thinking, could it be possible that my dad's not my real dad? 
it was sort of a strange thought, but, you know, you were hearing stories, you know, coming out about things like this. Yes. So when DNA testing was more introduced, um, not just in crime labs and stuff, but more available, I always wanted to send mine in, but I never did. Well, in February of this year, I went to a ladies' luncheon, and some of the women were talking about how they sent in their DNA to Ancestry and found out their ethnicity and health information, and they were talking about it, and, and so it was so fun to hear all their stories, all good, happy stories, you know, and I decided, uh-huh. I decided right then, I'm going to do this. I'm going to go home, talk to my husband, and see what he says. So in March of this year, uh, Ancestry DNA ran a special on their DNA test for $59. And I was like, yes. So I purchased the kit, sent in my DNA, downloaded the app, and my journey began. Oh, wow. What did you find out? You know, it's, it's, the timing was, was very interesting. Um, at that particular time, I had not spoken to my parents in seven years. My husband and I had been talking about having them over for dinner to reconnect since they were getting up in age. And I've never had any you know, bitterness or unforgiveness towards them. They just, it was a toxic relationship and it just wasn't healthy for my family. Yes. Um, But my dad is 82 and my mom is 80. So, you know, there's concern there. Yeah. So on April 27th, we had them over for dinner. Now, I had sent in my DNA, but I still had not received the results. But I found myself while they were over here, I found myself looking at my dad and trying to find things that looked like me. And there, there was nothing. Mm. So in April, the, just like three days after I had him over for dinner, I was so excited to see that my DNA analysis was complete, you know, on the app. And when I pulled it up yes. on the computer, I didn't really understand what I was looking at. It was sort of confusing. So I called Ancestry DNA and I asked for clarification. The lady was so kind and so helpful. She explained symptom organs and showed me where to find a breakdown chart showing exactly what they meant. And then I realized that the close relative fell into the possible half-sibling numbers. And I was really confused then. It also showed a possible uncle with high centum organs. And she explained to me that the half sibling centum organs of 191,945 is really a high number of accuracy. And I thanked her for her help and I hung up. And I just sat staring at the screen trying to understand, you know, what all this meant. You know, who knew at 57 years old, I would begin an emotional discovery like this. So my first steps were probably not the same as most. 
instead of immediately diving into researching this, I really had to step back and I took several days just not saying a word to anyone. I I sort of had to let it soak in and marinate for a while. And then I sat down with my husband and I told him the news and I showed him, you know, on Ancestry. And then I uh, sat down with my two adult children and, you know, told them. And it seemed the more I talked about it, the more real it became. I know that sounds weird, but at first it was like not real. But then as I just started opening up and talking about it, I realized this is, this is truth. This is, these are facts. So it's interesting how this confusing information really brought so much clarity to my life. Because you had never known that you had a half-sibling, and here you're looking at one on Ancestry. Right. Wow. So Was it just w- one half-sibling that was showing up? Right, just one half-sibling and one uncle. And you didn't, and you didn't recognize this uncle's name? Oh, no. Mm-mm. And he had the same uh. last name as my half-sibling. So uh. he was my biological father's brother. And then uh, the sibling, of course, was, you know, my biological father's, I say his only son. He actually had two sons, but one passed away, I think, in his 20s. Wow. Did you see your, what you thought were your full siblings' names? Were they also, did they no, also? No, and that's, that was what was so perplexing was that, Nobody from my father's side, and my father has a very large family. My birth certificate father has a very, very large family. Um, His father, my grandfather, had 13 siblings. Oh, wow. So that's a huge bloodline, and not a one showed up. So that right there told me in the beginning that something wasn't right. Yes. And, um, you know, just starting to put two and two together and, and really understanding what I was looking at. It was, it was quite a revelation. What a shock. Yes, it really was. And so as my research began, I first called a lady that was my mom's best friend growing up. Good idea. Yes. I, and I racked my brain trying to find out who can I call that knew my mother back then, you know? So mm-hmm. she and my mom hadn't spoken in 30 years, but she was able to tell me some information that helped me get started in my search. I, Ooh, yeah. what, did, what did you find out? Well, she was able to tell me exactly where my parents lived when I was conceived and when I was born. And just information that I didn't know. I knew where I was born, you know, the city and state and the hospital. But that's not where my parents lived because Illinois, Iowa, Missouri, they're all really close. And so at the time, I was born in Illinois, but they lived in Missouri. So I I had no idea what town. So she was able to kind of fill in blanks that I that I didn't know. Well, I then 
sent a text to my cousin who is just happens to be from the area that my mom and dad lived in during the time of my conception and birth. And since I knew the last name of my half-sibling and possible uncle was Taylor, I thought she may know some Taylors in the area. So she also, for a living, does research. And she immediately began researching the internet for information. And within an hour, she called me back and she said that she had found my father my biological father. Oh, wow. Well, I was out running errands, so I was in the car, but I was sitting in a parking lot getting ready to go in to do some shopping when she called. And she had found his college picture, and she sent it to me in a text. Well, when I pulled it up, I just started bawling because for the very first Mm. time in my life, I saw myself. It was literally like looking into a mirror. We look just alike. And I can't really explain my thoughts and emotions. It was very strange, you know. Then my cousin said, oh, Julie, I am so sorry. I just found his obituary. He passed away on February uh, 28th of this year at the age of 80. That was exactly 11 days before I ordered my DNA kit. So I obviously, I, I was very upset and I spent the next few days crying and really not understanding what I was feeling because I'm mourning somebody that I've never met. But now when I looked in the mirror, I saw my biological father, a man that I knew nothing about and who I would never be able to meet. So questions just began to flood my mind. Did he know about me? Does my birth certificate dad know I'm not his? Did my mom ever want to tell me the truth? You know, you just you just start swimming in all different kinds of thoughts, which I'm sure is normal for a lot of NPEs. But after a few days of mourning a man that that I didn't know and I knew I would never have the opportunity to meet, I began thinking about, you know, what are my next steps? And I decided to contact my mom and ask her over for lunch, just just the two of us. I had put together a package of all the DNA information from Ancestry with the chart to explain what it all meant, along with all the information that I was able to glean from the college that they both attended and pictures that I was able to download from his obituary. And I typed up a speech that I had been working on for a few days. So on June 7th, My mom came over for lunch, and we started out, you know, just with small talk. And then after lunch, I began the conversation that I had so hoped and prayed she would be receptive of and honest about, because I was reading so many stories about people sitting down with their mom and their mom not being honest, not being forthright about, you know, what happened? 
Uh-huh. So she didn't understand at first exactly what all this meant. You know, she's 80 years old and she's very has a very sound mind. Um but she seemed very confused. I took it very slow as not to overwhelm her. So she was not connecting the dots when I told her his first name and his last name. However, when I pulled out a picture, she immediately recognized him. She mm. told me that she knew him only as Bro, which I had seen him referenced as, you know, in the 1962 college yearbook from, you know, the information that the college sent me. This was like a a nickname. They called him bro. Yes, it was a nickname. Okay. He was, um, yeah, he was one of the captains of the team, you know, football and everything. So I guess that was just a, a team nickname. Okay. Well, she began crying. And she said she was so ashamed of what she did. You know, she was married and had two children at this time. This was her senior year of college. And my dad had already begun his career in education. He had taken a coaching job in another city. So my mom and my biological father had classes together and became close friends. My mom was on a college bus trip to Chicago, which is where my biological father was from. And so they met up for a one night fling and they never spoke about it after that. Wow. They mom was, she felt so ashamed of what had happened that, you know, she cheated on my dad who she loved so much. So they just, she just wouldn't even speak to my biological father anymore. Well, nine months later, I was born. So mom. Did she ever tell your dad? No. She uh-huh. never told my father, my birth certificate father, about the affair. And mom said she didn't even think twice that I was not my, my birth certificate dads she she just never once thought about me being this fling you know um a child from this fling if you will but even even though, though you came yeah. sorry even though you came 9 months after yes her, okay and even okay. though i was born with blonde hair when all wow. of my siblings were born with black. Wow. You know, I would have thought that would have been a red flag right there. But anyway. How do you feel about her saying that? Well, it's it's funny. I The, the meeting didn't go as I had envisioned it in my head. Um, I sort of became the counselor to my mom. You know, and she she just she couldn't stop crying. And all she could think of is, you know, does Tony know? Do your kids know? What do they think of me now? And, um, you know, I, I told her nobody 
is passing judgment on what you've done because we've all made mistakes in our life. Not that I'm a mistake, but we've all made choices that we may not, should not have made. So I told her we're, we're not judging her. You know, I just, I would like to know about him though. Yes. I want to know what was he like? Um, Was he a kind man? You know, was he, was he married? Which he was not. But uh, so that's, that's my revelation and DNA NPE story. Oh, you sound so compassionate to your mother. How, how sweet and, and loving you are to be able to, to be able to talk to her. And, and even it sounds like comfort her on the, on the day that you were probably hurting so right. much. And, you know, I, I don't, like I said, I don't have unforgiveness to my parents. Um, for any of the yeah. years of disconnect and seeing her broken like that, I, I didn't, I guess I just didn't think going in that how this would affect her. I was yeah. really just thinking, glean information, you know, learn as much as I can. Um, but I told her, I said, you know, I have heard so many and read so many, especially on that Facebook group, uh, stories about people who sit down with their moms and they're not honest. And I thanked yeah. her for being honest because that meant the world to me to have, have the truth. Now, what about your birth certificate, Father? What, have, what has been decided there? Well, she begged me to not say anything. And I, you know, they've been married 63 years, Lily. So mm. that's a, that's a long time. And I would never do anything that would jeopardize somebody's marriage or union together. Um, and I, I committed to her that I would not say anything to my three now half siblings who I always thought were my full siblings. Um, as long as she and dad were alive, I would never say anything. Really, and when I, it's interesting because when I put this out on the um, DNA NPE Facebook group, you may have seen it. Um, one of the responses, and I, I didn't respond to his message, but a gentleman responded and said, "And so the lies go on." Well, you can look at it that way. Yeah. I choose not to look at it that way. It is my story. Yes, and I do own it. Um, I just choose not to hurt anybody with it. And there is no protocol telling us how we can handle this. And this is right. your, exactly, this is your story and your journey. Right. right. So I'm not going to say anything. Um, you know, I sent my birth certificate father a, a Father's Day card, just like I always do, and um, wished him a happy Father's Day. And, and I'll do that until the day he dies. I I respect him. He raised me. He provided for me. We had a, a very good upbringing. We were upper, upper middle class. Um, so they, we, we had a great, you know, he provided well for us. Now, 
I may have had lots of disconnect, but that's just, you know, something that I was going through. So. And, and who knows, maybe I've always wondered, maybe some of us don't have a bond with our birth certificate father because, well, we're not biologically related to them. Yeah, right. It's possible. You just, you hear all kinds of stories. You know, I've heard people say that, they felt like that there was somebody else out there that they were connected to. I never felt that. I just knew I looked different. That's all I knew. Are you curious to meet or to find out or to connect with your half sibling that's out Absolutely. there? Absolutely. You know, yesterday I sent my half sibling a Facebook message. Oh, wow. How'd that go? Well, it doesn't appear that he has seen the message yet. Yeah. And we, I, I, I can't tell. I, I usually their face comes on it, you know, where you can tell that they have looked at it. Yes. Oh, I know. I've been, I've been looking at the Facebook message. I sent my half sister a couple months ago and there's still just like an open check mark by it. And <laughs> yeah, that's what mine is. An open yeah. check mark. But I noticed, you know, he's not on Facebook. He has a, a a page on Facebook. He has a profile on Facebook, but he hasn't accessed it since 2016. Mm. So, and I haven't been able to locate my two uncles um, or my aunt yet. I'm still, still working on that. Um, that's, it's kind of hard to find information nowadays. To me, it is. You have to become a member of all these things to, you know, pay a membership or whatever. Yeah. Or subscription. But I sent, um, also today I sent an email through his work, through my half siblings work. I was able to find that information out. I found him on LinkedIn and I called around, um, to the company and I found his that was able to glean his office number and his office email. So I did send him an email through his office email. We are DNA detectives and yes, we have that I have had to Google and look at LinkedIn and Facebook and yes, we've got to do what we've got to do to learn about our history. Right. And I also found my uh, biological father's wife's home phone number and her address, um, you know, where, where she and my biological father lived in Arizona. Um, and I left her a message on her voicemail today as well. So we'll oh, see. Wow. I mean, that's all I have. I don't, um, I can't locate anybody else. And those are all the numbers that I have. Um, that's all the emails. I guess yeah. the next step would be possibly send um, certified letters because I have their addresses. So wow. I don't know. Exactly. We don't, we don't know. This is, this is where your journey is today. Right. And I don't want, I, I made them, I, I tried to make it clear that I'm really just wanting medical information. I want to know how did he die? You know, did he have any health problems? Because I have two children myself. 
and I would like to know our medical information. I would love to to meet him if he's you know if he's willing as well. But if not, at just at the least, I would like to have medical information because yes. you know you think you're you're this, and then you find out you're not. So yeah, it's all interesting. It's been challenging. Oh, this very. Very challenging, so surreal, but it, it things start to click at the same time. Right. Yeah, it, it opens up puzzle pieces, but it also opens up holes. So it's yeah. uh it's definitely a roller coaster. Have you thought about the fact that one of your siblings who you thought was a full sibling might one day take an ancestry test and find this information I out? Have. I have thought about that and I hope, I so hope they do because then it would break the ice and I wouldn't have to, <laughs> Yeah, I wouldn't have to come out and say, yeah, you know, by the way, yes, we're half siblings. Yes. I'm sorry for you. I'm sorry. Well, and you too, you too, Lily. Yeah. I know it's been challenging for you as well. Yes. We both have learned about the same time. Right. And, yeah. Thank you so much for sharing this with us. This is not this is not easy stuff to talk about. I really appreciate it. You are so welcome and I just want to tell you thank you for doing this podcast because I love listening to podcasts when I'm on the road and the first thing that I did when I found out I was an NPE was search for podcasts and there's just really not a lot out there. So I'm really glad that you're doing this. I'm really glad. Thank you. And if people want to find you and talk with you more about this, can they do that? And how do they do that? Yes, absolutely. Um, I have an email address that they're welcome to send me an email. And that is jam4him at verizon.net. So that's J as in Jack, A as in Apple, M as in Mary, F as in Frank, O as in Oscar, R as in Robert, H as in Henry, I as in Index, M as in Mary, at Verizon.net. And I'd love to hear from anybody that, you know, even if you just want to talk. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you so much, Julie. Thank you, Lily. These stories are here for us to listen to and nod along with. Be a part of the storytelling. If you are an NPE that would like to share your story, email npestories at gmail.com. You do not have to give any identifying information. I'd like to hear from you. Subscribe to this podcast to hear more. Come, heal with us. Mm